the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, I'm Lou Ann Fulmer. Welcome to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman, president of Heckman Financial here in Silicon Valley. Eric has been helping people retire for 26 years now. Eric, it's great to be here. As you've been meeting with your clients this past week, what the heck has been on their minds? Well, a lot of it's about how do you make sure you keep getting income? And, you know, there's there's different types of income. Obviously, there's Social Security, which we'll all get. And, you know, there's not too much you can do about that other than determining when to turn it on and such. Uh, there's some guaranteed income you can get. But but in terms of just how do you get income out of your portfolio? How do you get some money? It's what, what I like to call steady income money. And really, the the best way to do that is through some, some use of different kind of alternative tools. So a lot of times these are investment tools that are in real estate or sometimes oil and gas, but mostly probably different various forms of real estate or, or mortgage lending. And there's some great, great offerings out there right now. I mean, there's accounts where you can get 6%, 7% paid on a monthly basis. I mean, this is money coming to you every single month. And that's, of course, when your bills come due, not quarterly, but every single month. So, you know, that that's one of those things that you want to look at is, is that right for you? Is that something you should be doing? I find most people, regardless of age, probably about anywhere from 5 to maybe at the high end, 20% of their assets should be in something that's not some cash flow, putting off some money. Yeah, when you're younger and stuff, you may not quite need it in terms of your retirement at, at dollars, but you also might need it for regular dollars just to have some money coming in the bank every day and help pay off some bills or something like that. And obviously, when you're getting close to retirement, steady income coming in every single time. So that way, you don't have to be cash in your portfolio because as we've seen with the volatility recently, you know, more money you've got coming in on a cash flow basis, it's going to really help you out. And right, steady income. Well, that's the name of the game in retirement. You can't retire without income. And obviously, the more of it is always nice so that we can worry less in retirement. And today we're going to look at some questions that prospective investors posed to marketwatch.com. Because if you invest, you can maybe earn a little bit more money. And we're going to get a few answers from them. These questions come from a list of the most frequently asked. And so for our purposes on the show, we're going to look mostly at the questions that we thought pertain best to those of us who are in or nearing retirement. So Eric, you're going to help us sort this out today. Why don't we just jump right in with the very first question? Why should we consider investing in stocks at all? Well, of course, the reason for any stock investment is to have your money grow. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're you're buying ownership. I think f- sometimes people forget what they're actually doing when they buy a stock. You are actually becoming a part owner of that company. And you know, if it's through a mutual fund, then you're buying lots of different stocks. But if you're buying individual stocks, then you're directly a shareholder of that company. And now you've got some ownership stake. And so you, know, you hope that company's going to do good, of course. You want that company to go up. Now, companies obviously go up and down both sides you know, for the stock. And sometimes even some great companies that are doing good and the ones that always, I think, get most people the worst is when they announce good earnings and the stock drops. And it's like, what? 
And it, it's kind of like when everybody was expecting you to get an A plus and you get an A minus. It's like, oh man, really? That's all you got? So just because the company's doing well doesn't mean their stock's going to necessarily always do well and vice versa. Some companies can be doing really bad. People just know that they or feel that they have a great future. So they're going to run that stock back up. So it doesn't necessarily always exactly pertain, you know, 100%, uh, at least on the short run of how that company's doing. But the main reason you're doing it is because you're hoping that company that you picked or those various stocks that you picked are going to go up and those are going to be successful companies. So Eric, how do we determine what stocks to invest in then if you can't really look at their past? Yeah, well, I mean, that that's probably one of the toughest things. I mean, I actually do have a crystal ball in my, in my conference room, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's got no on switch, it turns oh, out. So what? that's the part I haven't been able to figure it out yet. But at least it looks pretty, and you can spin it around, and you can dust it probably. Uh-huh. Probably get dusty, I'm probably. sure. Really what you want to look at is if you're buying individual stocks, then you got to be really paying attention. You've got, you've got to really know what you're doing, really why that stock versus all the other stocks. And sometimes people have silly reasons for stuff. I mean, people might just say, hey, I like this company a lot, so I'm just going to buy it. And sometimes <laughs> it works and sometimes it doesn't. But that's probably not really the most sophisticated way to, to pick those. And, you know, there's been times when Wall Street Journal has, has done these studies and they'll they'll have monkeys pick stocks or darts pick stocks. And they ran this for uh, for quite some time, especially in the... In the uh, in the 90s when stocks were going crazy, but mm-hmm. they've done it on and off. And, and half the time, you know, the the darts or the monkeys would beat the experts. So, I mean, <laughs> so, so picking stocks is really super tough. So really the best thing to do is usually buy something that's a little bit more diverse, like a mutual fund. But if you're going to buy that stock, you got to know three things. Why that stock? Why that one thing versus all the other stocks? Then, you know, what exactly is it also? So, is, you know, well, I mean, why you're, not only is obviously it's a stock, but what type of stock? Is it one that pays dividends? Is I mean, what's the goal for that kind of stock? And then lastly, what conditions, good and bad, are you going to get out of the stock? Because that's the biggest problem is people don't have, especially on the downside, everybody loves it when they're making money, right? So that's not as big an issue, but when it drops... Okay, when when do you get a bail and run? So, you know, these are the things that you have to do. And so really what that does is it kind of comes back to you, the the need for having some sort of plan. And I know I always end up coming back to that plan thing, right? So that's why we've created the blueprint to worry less wealth, because we want you to worry less about your money and more about having fun, enjoying life. And so what I do when somebody comes in and says, hey, Eric, you know, what's this all about? How can you help me? Well, we first sit down and say, yeah, what are your concerns? What are you worried about? Then we have another meeting where we start doing some strategies. Say, okay, here's the path you're on. And, you know, maybe you're headed to Florida, but we find out you're pointed, you know, towards Mexico. Okay, well, you need to turn left really hard. (laughs) And so, (laughs) uh, so, okay, how how are we going to do this? You know, how are we going to, you know, make these changes? What are these things that that are concerns? And then that's where we can kind of work with you on that. So we create an income, uh, investment plan, tax plan, healthcare plan legacy plan. And that's how we create that blueprint to worry less wealth. There's no cost, no obligation. All you have to do is sit down with us at the end of that second meeting. That's when you decide if you want to work with us or not. So if you want to call, give us a call and leave us a message, we'll set up a time to, to get together with you. It's 800-454-1184. 800-454-1184. Again, it's 800-454-1184. 
or go online to wealthcreatorradio.com against wealthcreatorradio.com. Eric, do you think it's possible for someone to figure out where to invest without any assistance? Well, of course, there's a lot of people who are do-it-yourselfers and you can listen to you know, good old Kramer who in the dot-com <laughs> days had some of the worst advice and then he turned himself into a you know, a financial theater show yeah. <laughs> and, and yelling and screaming and, you know, buy this, buy that. And, you know, the, the the biggest problem anytime you listen to any of these stuff on the news is they have to say something every day. So they have to come up with content constantly, right? And so that's going to be bad now. This is good now. And it could be opposite from yesterday. And it it doesn't really change that often. But they have to act like it does because otherwise you would stop watching it. If you stop watching it, then they stop getting money, right? So, you know, they, they need that, that those eyes on it. And so that's one of the reasons why it, you can do it on your own, but it's really great to have a plan. And even if you're doing some of this on your own, there's some stuff that regular investors just don't have access to like we do here at Heckman Financial. So, you know, if you'd like to sit down and create that blueprint to worry less wealth, we'll create that income plan, that investment plan, tax, health care, and a legacy plan. We can do that. No cost, no obligation. All you have to do is sit down with us. We'll have one meeting. Second meeting, we'll go over where you're at and some suggestions. And that's up to you if you want to hire us or not. So, you know, if that's something you want to do, you want to take care of yourself first and make sure you're you're the first in line for, for your own money, right? Give us a call, 800-454-1184. Again, it's 800-454-1184. 800-454-1184. Or go online to wealthcreator.com. Against wealthcreator. WealthCreator.com. You're listening to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman. We'll be right back. If you're at or near retirement age, you'll soon have to decide when to start collecting Social Security benefits. If you get this decision wrong, you could end up missing out on thousands of dollars in retirement. That's why the Financial Knowledge Institute is hosting an informative event that could help you avoid making costly Social Security mistakes. Join them and special guest speaker Eric Heckman to learn more about how to optimize your benefits. Eric is the founder of the Knowledge Institute and president of Heckman Financial and Insurance Services. Eric will also talk about how Social Security benefits can work with your savings to create a complete retirement income plan. This special event will be at the San Jose Library, Almaden Branch, located on Camden Avenue on Wednesday, November 7th or Thursday, November 8th. There's no cost to attend. Space is limited and reservations are required. Call now, 866-734-8465. That's 866-734-8465. Don't miss your chance to learn how to get the most out of your Social Security benefits. 866-734-8465. Welcome back. I'm Luann Fulmer. I am talking today with the founder of Heckman Financial, Eric Heckman. And Eric will give you solid, independent, personalized advice about your retirement. He's also a well-known author as well as a speaker, and he can provide you with some advice to get you to and through retirement with worryless wealth. Eric, let's talk about some financial fails. Um, what have you seen here recently? Do you have a story for us? Well, it's not as much of a of a story. Just just it's uh, we've been doing a lot of talks on Social Security, and we we've got some ones coming up here. And and it's just amazing how many people really don't take the time to sit down and say, "Oh yeah, this thing I'm the turn on, and it, it, it's only going to pay me for twenty or thirty or forty years for the rest of my life." I mean. You know, why should I really focus on that much, right? 
it, it just blows me away that people just kind of blindly turn it on. And, and I've seen all sorts of mess ups. I mean, I've had some people where they've called up and Social Security gave them a big check and it sounded great. And then it turned out he waited a, a year later to try to turn on his income. And then when they said, hey, we give you this big check, sounded like a great deal. Only problem is they were paying him back to one year earlier. And so then now he's stuck at this lower income for the rest of his life. And that was not the goal, but the social security person was trying to be nice about it and, and, you know, give him more options or give him more money, but it was less money long-term. And so anytime you're talking about social security, you really have to know, not just when's the crossover point, you know, somewhere in your late seventies, you know, you should have waited till 70 to turn it on. So now you screwed up because you started earlier, right? I mean, that, that's just silly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really the the decision. The decision should be if I wait longer, because then I'll get more tax beneficial money because Social Security is not state taxable and 15% of it's federally uh, tax-free. So it's good to have those you know dollars be more. But what happens if you have to wait? Well, you got to burn down other assets. And so is that burden of you know waiting, say, four years till 70, you know, the amount of money you spent, is that worth you know that, that difference? And that's really the more critical decision that needs to be all done with taxes in, in consideration too. So what I find is a lot of people are just kind of rushing out there and saying, okay, yeah, turn turn it on, start sending me the check. And sometimes people are still working, they don't even need the money and they turn it on. It's like, why? Mm. Uh, you know, you could have had a bigger gain and had more money there. And so, the, yeah, there, there's just a lot of things I'm seeing wrong with Social Security. So before you ever turn on Social Security, get some education, not just from Social Security Administration, <laughs> but get some real good education on it and then coordinate it with your overall plan. I mean, that that's the most critical part. That's always an interesting part of our show, and so it's fun to always hear that. Um, But today on our show, we are looking at common investor questions. And so, Eric, I have a question for you. Should we invest in stocks directly, or is it better to use them, you know, to use mutual funds? Well, you know, diversification is is always a big key, right? So there's good, bad to diversification. If you have one stock and that one stock does great, you're going to think you're a financial genius, right? You're going to brag to all your friends how great you did. But when I usually ask somebody, if, or just, just do this with your friends, if they ever brag about some stock that did so great, ask them about the three other stocks they bought. And usually what you'll find is, oh, yeah, those did do so great. So really, that, that's what having a mutual fund or exchange trade fund, ETF. Those are things where they're going to buy a bunch of different stocks or stocks and bonds, and they may specialize in a sector or type of stock. I mean, there's tons of different varieties out there, but what they're basically doing is they're buying a bunch of assets in, in lots of areas. And so what what's the good and bad about that? Well, if you have 10 stocks versus one stock, the odds of you having some losses are going to be bigger if you have more stocks, right? Just because you got more chances. You also have more chances of gains, you're not going to get the highs of the highs. You probably won't get the lows of the lows. But that's really what you're trying to get is kind of in that middle range. And, and so that's really what where mutual funds and you know exchange trade funds are really going to help you out. Right. Now, can you give us a bit more information about the stocks and mutual funds? Anything else we need to know? Well, you know, probably the biggest thing is the whole active versus passive, uh, you know, issue that's come up. I mean, I mean, the funny thing right now is so many people are into these passive funds. Passive funds is really just a fancy way of saying index funds. So index is just that. It's a fake thing. So an index is S, like S&P 500. Standard & Poor Company created this. Why 500 stocks? Sounded good in the 50s. 
So, okay. And they change it all the time, actually, believe it or not. Like real estate investment um, trust stocks, those have always traded very much more like a bond. And those were never in the stock market index until this year. The S&P actually added those. So there are changes that they actually do to the index, which a lot of people don't realize. But that S&P index, of course, in the boom years of the 90s, did great. In the 2000s, there was no, if you went from 2000 to 2010, there was basically no growth in the S&P at all. Since 2010, it's almost gone up three times. So, okay, when's the best time to buy that, right? And so now everybody thinks passive is the easiest. Well, that's just because of the way it's worked out recently, but they forgot about the decade before that. And yeah. so active is really what they're doing is they're looking at they're, they're actually trying to guess which stocks are going to be the better ones. And a lot of times they're wrong too. So about half the time, the most active managers get it wrong. What happens, I find, is a little bit of a blend of both. Um, one of the f- companies we like to use a lot is uh, Dimensional Funds. And, and they, they do a smart version of, of passive management. So it's a little bit in between. But really, again, this all goes back to having a plan. You know, if you've got a plan, you know how to, what you need for income, you know what you need to invest in. But most people are just doing the investments and then trying to figure out the income later. And that's really the wrong way to do it. So when we create that blueprint to worry less wealth, where we want you to worry less about your portfolio, more about enjoying life, one of the first things you do is figure out how much income do you need? Then let's back into what types of investments should that be? Active, passive, mutual funds, all that stuff. Then look at you know, the tax ramifications of those. Look at the healthcare legacy. And that's the five areas of the blueprint to worry less wealth. It's something we do for you. No cost, no obligation. All you have to do is pick up the phone, leave us a message. We'll set up a time to, to meet with you. 800-454-1184. 800-454-1184. Against 800-454-1184. Or go to wealthcreator.com. Wealthcreator.com. Eric, tell us about bonds. Are they less risky than stocks? The confusing part about bonds, so if you buy a 10-year treasury, you know, it's guaranteed by the U.S. government, so I shouldn't be able to have, I shouldn't have any risk. Well, it's only guaranteed two points in time, the day you buy it and the day it matures. In between there, there is no guarantee because if rates you bought it, say, last year when 10-year treasury was at 2% and now they're at 3 who wants to buy your stinking old bond mm-hmm. at two? They can go out and buy one, a brand new shiny one at three. Right. <laughs> and so they'll buy yours, but th- if they do, they're going to want a lot less money. So that way it pays the equivalent yield of a 3% bond. And so that means you would have lost money on what you thought was a guaranteed investment. Again, it's only guaranteed when it matures. So you got nine more years to wait earning 2% or you take a loss. So that way you can move the money to get higher interest. So that's the tough part about bonds. And so bonds are less volatile, typically, than stocks. But right now, bonds are super scary because you know, we've been in a 30-year decreasing rate environment, and this is the first time we've actually had this much rate increase uh, for the last 30 years. So that's a big, huge shift for all of us. And so what's happening now is as those rates go up, bond values are going to go down. And so typically, like a lot of people have like a, say, a 60, 40 or 75, 25. Anytime you hear these numbers, what that is, the first number is always the stocks. The second number is how much in bonds. And the reason why you have those bonds is because it's less volatile. I mean, if you actually look at studies, if you have 100% in stocks, you'll actually do worse than having some money in bonds. But the problem with that is I don't even think bonds are the right answer. There's other alternatives that you can use. 
There's other things that aren't in the stock market, things like guaranteed things like uh, index annuities or other tools like that that you know can be guaranteed safe where the principal is actually really guaranteed, but it's going to probably earn at least the same as bonds and maybe even higher than bonds and without the risk. And so to me, that's way better than trying to mix these all together and try to really kind of come up with some sort of quote safe. The main reason people do that is because they're using an advisor or they're being recommended stuff from people who really all they do is investment management. And if all you do is stocks and bonds, the answer will be stocks and bonds. It will never be anything else other than stocks and bonds. And so that's why you want to work with somebody like us. We have access to everything. We don't limit ourselves. Whatever is the best tool for that job, that's the one we're going to use. And so first and foremost, you got to say, okay, how do you analyze this? Well, you got to have a plan. You got to have to have some system to analyze these things. And that's where we create the blueprint to worry less wealth. In that blueprint, we're going to figure out, okay, how much income do you need? Is that money going to last the rest of your life? How do we have protections against downside markets? Then we can figure out how to invest it. Where should those dollars go? What tax ramifications should those dollars have and tax type in terms of investment? And then let's look at the healthcare issues, legacy issues. And that's the five areas of the blueprint to worry less wealth. It's something we'd like to do for you. No cost, no obligation. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call and leave a message and we'll set up a time. 800-454-1184, 800-454-1184. Again, it's 800-454-1184 or go online to wealthcreator.com. Again, it's wealthcreator.com. You're listening to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman of Heckman Financial. You often hear retirement called the golden years, but is it? When it comes to your health, it's clear. You consult your doctor for advice. Why not consult a professional when it comes to your money? Just like your doctor, the advice you get from a financial advisor can have a direct impact on your quality of life. Are you paying too much in fees with your current financial professional? What can happen to your nest egg if there's a market correction? If you're unsure about the answer to these questions, it may be time for a second opinion. Eric Heckman is an independent advisor. He doesn't have a boss on Wall Street. Eric and his team at Heckman Financial specialize in designing retirement strategies that can allow you to spend more time enjoying life and less time being concerned about your finances. Eric Heckman and Heckman Financial can help make sure your golden years are just that, golden. 408-297-9800. That's 408-297-9800. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Eric Heckman offers investment advisory services through Heckman Financial and Insurance Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor, California Insurance License 0E89971. Guarantees and protections provided by insurance products are backed by the financial strength of the issuing insurer. Welcome back to Wealth Creator Radio with Eric Heckman. I'm Luann Fulmer. Eric is president of Heckman Financial, where their mission is to get you to and through a worryless wealth retirement. And their strategies will help you in minimizing fees or even lowering your tax costs. Today, we're talking about common investor questions. And Eric, another commonly asked investor question is there a way we can correctly time the market as it fluctuates? We kind of know that answer already, don't we? Yeah, of course, the answer is no, and, and it's really no. <laughs> <laughs> so so people like to think they did time it or they got lucky, and it'd be nice if, if you can always say that. I mean, my, my dad actually, his famous one is, a, uh, it's actually a fairly big company now, Western Digital, but at the time, he, he bought it back in the 80s, and he bought it, it dropped, he sold it, he bought it again when it dropped some more, and it just sat for 14 years. It basically did almost nothing. 
And then all of a sudden, one year just shot up like 50, 60% or something crazy that one year. And I just remember, I was like, okay, I got to do the numbers on this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, because he was bragging to me, he's like, look how good. See, that's why I kept it. And so when I when I did the time-weighted rate of return, which, so the time-weighted rate of return, what that means is how long were those dollars in there to get that money? So it's the most accurate type of rate of return. And it came out to around 4%. Now, think back, I mean, this is the 80s, 90s when banks were paying five right. in savings accounts. <laughs> so, you know, in essence, he really didn't outbeat just money in a bank. But he likes it, you know, it was very impressive when it shot up, right? It's always exciting when, when something shoots up like that. So the hard part is it, it's just, I always tell people just, if somebody who just went to Tahoe or they went to Vegas and, you know, you ask them how their trip is, they're going to give you one of two answers. I won X dollars or I had a good time. And so if they said they had a good time, then you ask them, how much did you lose? Oh, not that, you know, they'll, they'll always blow it off or, you know, they're not going to say, oh, I lost a thousand dollars. I'm right. so happy. You know, yeah. you know, they're not going to say something like that. But it is so human nature to brag about how much you won and just kind of forget about how much you didn't win. I mean, it's just like when the lottery stuff shoots up and there's big dollar pots and all these people, you know, all of a sudden they're playing and playing. So how much money did you lose on all those tickets when you didn't win anything? <laughs> so no, nobody brings that up. And just human nature, we, we think we're going to pick the best thing. And, you know, then if we don't, we try to ignore it or we try to say, oh, it's going to come back and we try to justify it. And then it's like, why are you holding this stock? And yeah, you know, there's just a lot of people who do that for for you know no really great reasons and and you know it's, it's just emotions over rational thought and so that's one thing that we have to do and if you look at the studies anywhere depending on which study you look at it's always the same round numbers it's around ninety two to ninety four percent of all market returns happen because you're in the market not because you pick something. So in other words, what that means is if you missed a few days, I mean, there's, you know, one of the seminars we do with um, with David Bach, we actually talk about if you missed the top 50 days of the last 20 years, you basically have no return in the stock market at all. It's two months out of 20 years. So you, we don't know which days those will be. They're just going to show up. <laughs> and if you're not there, too late. And so if you happen to jump out right then, oops, well, then you just missed a whole bunch of returns. So that that's the main thing is really what you want to do is is make sure that you know what you're doing. Make sure you're you're diversified. If you're just trying to pick the stocks and pick the best one, yeah, you'll be successful sometimes, but you're probably not going to be long-term success. Eric, do you think that people should be paying attention to the economy when they're investing or does that matter? Well, the the Economic forecasters are pretty much like weathermen, you know, or meteorologists nowadays, right? Uh, yeah, they're going to say something and it may or may not happen. And, you you know, they usually nobody calls them out on it. It's like, hey, you were totally screwed up on your prediction. And, you know, it's like you said it was going to be sunny and it rained today. <laughs> and that happens a lot in economics. So there's all these people have all these opinions about, you know, are we going up or down? And when's the next recession and all these types of things. And really the stock market's more about forward thinking. Mostly the stock market's typically going to be thinking about things three to six months off. So what if good news comes out today, sometimes it helps a little bit in the short term, but it's really weird if people think things are heading. So if a lot of people start thinking that things are going to be going down, you will start seeing the stock market eventually start going down. But there's so many people that always 
I mean, you can always find somebody who's saying the world's ending tomorrow and mm-hmm. a bunch of other people say this is the start of the greatest increase ever and right. and, and on both sides. So the hard part is where do you get real info? And uh, really there is no real way to know when those ebbs and flows happen. And so really what you want to do is really divide your money into a couple different segments. And, and you have to look at, you know, with all investments, you get two out of three things. You get either safety, growth, or liquidity. So if you think about a bank account, safety and liquid, no growth. Mm-hmm. If you think about stocks, you get growth and liquidity, but no safety. You know, think about uh, things like annuities, uh, guaranteed annuities, that uh, you get growth and safety, but you don't get liquidity. So you're going to always get two out of those three things but not all three together. And so that's really what you want to do is figure out, okay, how is your money divided up? And in those bad times, you can use those safe assets and the good times you can use the market money. But again, that always comes back to having a plan. If you don't have a plan, how would you know how to lay those things out? So one of the things we like to do for people is create this blueprint to worry less wealth. It's a process where we, we sit down with you, find out what you're worried about, what you're concerned about, and say, okay, how can we have you worry less about your money and more about having fun, enjoying life, enjoying retirement? Well, that first and foremost, we've got to have that income plan. It has to be written. have to know how long is my money going to last. Am I going to run out of money or not? You need all those answers answered today, those questions, or else it's going to be a really tough retirement. Then you figure out where should we invest in. Look at the tax ramifications of those different investments, tax types of accounts. Look at the healthcare issues, legacy issues, and that's the five areas of the blueprint to worry less wealth. So we want to help you with, if you have uh, at least 250000 saved for retirement, there's no cost, no obligation. We'll sit down, have that first meeting with you, go through the second meeting, show you what course you're on, and then it's up to you if you want to make some course corrections and use us or not. Again, if you want to take advantage of this, all you have to do is pick up the phone, leave us a message at 800-454-1184. Again, 800-454-1184, 800-454-1184, or go online to wealthcreator.com. Again, it's wealthcreator.com. Safety. Our primary concern is safety. What do we do then? Well, again, there's safety or risk, and risk is, you know, alive or dead, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's, I, you know, is or is not. Right. So, so again, we're not saying this is safer. No, this is stuff that's actually guaranteed by some institution. And so there's only three institutions that can guarantee your money. Uh, one is the banks. Now, as we know, the banks don't really guarantee your money. It's me and you. Mm-hmm. The U.S. taxpayer pays, pays the bill for the bank screwing up. And we paid a huge bill after the 08 mess. And, and we had over 600 banks fail. And the government and taxpayers had to come in and bail those banks out. So that, that's that's one area. Uh, the second one, obviously, is the U.S. government. And as long as, you know, you're, you have the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, insert joke here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we only owe $21 trillion, but we're fine. So that's the other place with government bonds. As long as you hold them to maturity, they are guaranteed. They are not guaranteed in between, only at maturity. And then lastly, it's insurance companies. And insurance companies have to have all their money in in some sort of format that is pretty much guaranteed. They almost never invest in stocks. Ironically, most of their money, usually anywhere from 80 to 90%, is typically invested in U.S. government treasuries. You know, these can be some great tools. You got to watch out. You got to really know what you're doing. And you got to have somebody who can really look at that. And again, does that make sense for your plan? Well, 
again, you got to have a plan. <laughs> so that's what we help you do is we help you create that blueprint to worry less wealth. We want you to worry less about your money and more about having fun and enjoying life. And so we'll go through that income plan, that investment plan, tax, healthcare legacy plan. We'll go through all of that and we will help you create that blueprint. Again, there's no cost, no obligation. All you have to do is pick the phone, set up time with us to, to talk, 800-454-1184. Again, leave us a message at 800-454-1184, 800-454-1184, or go online to wealthcreator.com. It's wealthcreator.com. If you're at or near retirement age, you'll soon have to decide when to start collecting Social Security benefits. If you get this decision wrong, you could end up missing out on thousands of dollars in retirement. That's why the Financial Knowledge Institute is hosting an informative event that could help you avoid making costly Social Security mistakes. Join them and special guest speaker Eric Heckman to learn more about how to optimize your benefits. Eric is the founder of the Knowledge Institute and president of Heckman Financial and Insurance Services. Eric will also talk about how Social Security benefits can work with your savings to create a complete retirement income plan. This special event will be at the San Jose Library, Almaden Branch, located on Camden Avenue on Wednesday, November 7th or Thursday, November 8th. There's no cost to attend. Space is limited and reservations are required. Call now, 866-734-8465. That's 866-734-8465. Don't miss your chance to learn how to get the most out of your Social Security benefits. 866-734-8465. So we're, we always talk about something real estate related and today we're going to kind of cover, I guess, big or small. Maybe it's not the best way to say it, but, uh, you know, I have been progressively losing my view for, uh, actually it's been three years now. Mm -hmm. It's the slowest condo project in the world, I think, (laughs) but, but, um, yeah, they've got 600 condos being built across the way from me. Right. So what's the difference in terms of everything, I guess, financing and just Mm -hmm. buying a a condo versus buying a house and, Mm -hmm. and what do you recommend or what do you tell people? It's going to depend on each person. We're sitting across the street from, it's a very slow build, but they look like they're going to be very beautiful condos. So there's a lot in downtown San Jose that's going up a lot in San Francisco, a lot of different places where you've got these just absolutely beautiful condos, different than maybe a condo where it was built in the 80s and it's two stories and you know it's not the same when it doesn't have a bell guy and all of that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Huge pools and yeah. underground parking. Right. So there, obviously there's a difference between condos to condos, just like there's different single family homes. You know, you could have a single family home that's 500 square feet and one that's 5,000 square feet, right? But usually people think of a condo as a building and there's multiple units in this building. Right. And then they usually think of a single family home as a place where you have a white picket fence and a backyard and a front yard and you don't share any walls. But a condo can be a standalone condo. It can be something where you don't share any walls and it's a single story. It has to do with the legality of the way that everything's structured and the ownership. So just one thing, if you really wanted to correct people, you could say an apartment is something that you rent and it's usually one owner that owns them all and in a condo, it's condominium. It means that there's many people owning this building together, essentially, right? right? And, and you really only own the insides of a condo. That's kind right. of the biggest difference. The Big outside difference, yeah. is roof, walls, grounds. That's Hallways, all. That's all yep. common area. Common and that's areas. All part of your fees that you pay in. 
Right. Yeah, you have the HOAs, which are the homeowners association dues. Um, Although a lot of neighborhoods nowadays also have HOAs, (laughs) which makes it more confusing. Yeah, because there could be a single family looking home. And those uh, are their, its own category, actually. Right. But yeah, so usually when somebody's trying to figure out, hey, I have this budget, right? I can make X amount of payment. We always say, okay, you can drive until you can afford, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you might drive far away, you know, especially in today's time. Or Bakersfield's you, always nice. You know, I've, I no, think that's kidding. great. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go up, right? So it's either outwards or upwards until you can afford something, right? So up meaning instead of a single story, single family home, you could look at a townhouse or a condo. And when you're talking about townhouses and condos, townhouses are technically just architecture. It's the (laughs) type of the way the home is built. It has nothing to do with legal ownership. A condominium means that you actually own, like you said, the interiors of that unit, right? But once you go on the outside, that's common area. That everybody in the building, everybody in the complex owns the hallway. They own the pool. They own the parking lots and all the common areas that you use. Right. You might get a spot designated to you, but you don't necessarily own that spot. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It depends on how the legal paperwork's drawn up. But you know, think of like a, a skyscraper condo, right? The one across the street. If the place, God forbid, burned down and you had the top floor you can't just build that one top floor and get some stairs to that. That wouldn't really work out no. right? yeah, structurally. <laughs> so you have to have some kind of association, some kind of group and joint ownership, and you have to kind of do things together. You have to have your insurance together. You have to have your reserve budget in case you need maintenance, all these things together. And that's a big part of what a condominium association is all about. Right. So when looking into buying a condo, if you use a lender, the lender is going to go through all of that documentation and make sure it's up to snuff. Now, like my, my dad lives a few blocks away from my office here and you know, he's like a lot of people actually, he downsized mm-hmm. into a condo because right. the nice part is he gets a view, he's close mm-hmm. to lots of stuff that is walkable right? and there's no stairs because right. you just take the elevator up elevator and down. Right? Up, yep. so, but one of the issues they had as it seems like almost every single mm-hmm. condo place does is they end up suing the the developer at some right. point because they right. found some sort of issues. For them, it was a roof leaking and other stuff. So what happens when those are happening? I've heard some bad things. Sometimes if there's a lawsuit, can right. you get financing or not? There's certainly some horror stories with that. And I'm not a lawyer, so I, I won't go into too much detail. No, but, but, but I'm what just saying I, from the lender side, yeah, side, side of things, yeah. if, if there's some open lawsuits or something from right. the developer, is, does that stop financing? or is it, it, keep- it can or it may not. Usually there's like a, I think like a 10 year mark for that, right? Where you have the ability to go back to the developer and say, hey, there's some material issues here that we need you to fix. Yeah. And if that's the case, then there may or may not be a lawsuit. Uh, Just recently, I understand it, that there's a way that they can go through mandatory, actually, that they don't have to go through the lawsuit court system. Uh, They try to kind of settle it outside of the courts. And if, if needs be, then it goes into the courts. So if you're in that process, lenders don't care. Okay. Uh, most lenders, I'd say, wouldn't care. Once it gets into the court systems, then we're going to need to do quite a bit of research to make sure that, okay, if the association does not win and they have to repair these things on their own because now they've let the lender know the roof's leaking, right? <laughs> right. Kind of important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we got to figure out 
in the association's budgets that there's enough money in there, whether it's insurance or whether it's just you know cash reserves, to be able to take care of whatever's needed. And or, if that's, or if not, then they're going to get a special assessment and yeah. can the borrower pay that special assessment. Exactly, yeah. Right. Then if they can't, how much more a month will each owner have to pay, essentially? Or maybe it's a one-time fee. Yeah. And we've seen that. And a lot of times if you're buying the place, it's just built into the contract, right? If you know there's a special assessment, uh, it's usually, hey, I'll pay you X and seller, please pay off the special assessment if it's a one-time Thank 10 grand or something, right? But, and, and, well, hold on. Yeah. So just real quick, just uh, make sure people know what you're listening to, right? <laughs> We're listening to Heckman Financial uh, with Wealth Creator Radio. This is Eric Heckman and talking with Drew Frampton from O2 Mortgage. And, you know, just talking about condos and, and the kind of uniqueness about how to finance them or, or just even also just buying them, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, there's for people downsizing, I think is a great way. I've actually had some neighbors in our area. I, mean, I live downtown and they've, mm-hmm. you know, one moved 17 blocks to a condo, which is right. they're in a high rise, but ironically, they bought one of the few units. It's a walk up. So they're in a high rise that they actually use the stairs from the sidewalk, which is right. kind of a unique way to do it. But then they get all the amenities and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, lots of times people, when they're first starting out, it may be easier and cheaper to get into a condo, right? And that you, I'm sure you're seeing some of that too. Yeah. I look at it the other way, actually. I get a lot of people who come in who live in condos and they say, we have to have a backyard, right? go okay you know there's a in the condo you live in compared to the home that is comparable it's probably a bit difference in price right why the dog (laughs) and i love dogs right but that i mean if you do the math that's a lot of money for your dog dog. and so you have to have that conversation say okay that backyard if it's the only reason why you're buying is just a backyard for the pooch how much is that really going to cost you? And a lot of times people are totally fine with it. And that's not my place to say, hey, <laughs> right. sorry, sell the dog. Dog but, might cost a half million when it's all said and <laughs> done, yeah. but right. But there are a few things to consider, right? So yes, uh, especially the newer condos, they have a lot of the amenities. Um, you don't have to take the stairs unless you want to get your steps in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get a nice view and the proximity to shopping and work and transit and all that usually are closer with a condominium. Right. Um, so definitely those are things to think about as well. Yeah. And then if you're moving out, of course, you may be driving more and all this stuff. But, right. But then you get the space for the dog. Right? You, get the, so. you get the backyard for the dog. Yeah. And then one thing just to be aware of, and I, I think it would be uh, important to bring up, is there is a little bit more complexity with a condo, right? You, we talked about the paperwork that you'd have to review right. as a lender to make sure that the association, the entire building itself, is financially sound, right? Has appropriate insurances and budgets and whatnot, right? And so the lender is going to review that. And there's a little bit more risk because it's not just that one borrower, that one buyer who's buying the unit, but we also have to look at the complex as a whole. So there's a little bit more risk. And so there is a slight adjustment a lot of times to an interest rate. Not always. There's never, you know, a blanket. Yes, there's always an adjustment, but there's usually a, a slight. Bit more. Yeah, okay. but just a little bit. And again, you can do things like instead of putting 20% down, if you put 25% down, it goes away and, you know, things like okay. that. So there's lots of options and more than happy to walk through people who are thinking about condos and what those might look like. Yeah, well, tell us about your process. Uh, you know, so somebody's, you know, I mean, obviously you can go online and get some 800 number to give you a loan and, you know, have Joe Schmo from... Who, who knows where he's talking from and right. <laughs> you know? right but if they want you know with you guys they know it's very different because you're a lot more consultative you're really asking people questions and right giving them kind of more of the advice so what's the best way for people to get a hold of you give us a call our phone number 
608-610-3210. Again, that's 408-610-3210. You can always check us up online. We're O2Mortgage, O2MTG.com. Yep. And then also, of course, you can find a link on our radio page on wealthcreator.com. So with that, we'll be right back, but we'll have you next month. And thanks for being here. Great being here. If you're at or near retirement age, you'll soon have to decide when to start collecting Social Security benefits. If you get this decision wrong, you could end up missing out on thousands of dollars in retirement. That's why the Financial Knowledge Institute is hosting an informative event that could help you avoid making costly Social Security mistakes. Join them and special guest speaker Eric Heckman to learn more about how to optimize your benefits. Eric is the founder of the Knowledge Institute and president of Heckman Financial and Insurance Services. Eric will also talk about how Social Security benefits can work with your savings to create a complete retirement income plan. This special event will be at the San Jose Library, Almaden Branch, located on Camden Avenue on Wednesday, November 7th or Thursday, November 8th. There's no cost to attend. Space is limited and reservations are required. Call now, 866-734-8465. That's 866-734-8465. Don't miss your chance to learn how to get the most out of your Social Security benefits. 866-734-8465. 65. Welcome back. I'm Luann Fulmer here with Eric Heckman. Eric is president of Heckman Financial, and you're listening to Wealth Creator Radio. Eric, tell us about a situation here recently where someone has had a worryless wealth success moment. Well, this this one's kind of more just for fun for me, I guess, was uh, as a financial advisor, you really get to be involved with somebody's life a lot and get to know all the details and see them year after year and see how things are changing. And I recently was uh, invited to one of my clients' uh, 60th birthday surprise party. And so the nice thing was, uh, not only was she very surprised, her son, who's from Southern California, came up to see her. And so that was very big too. And uh, But the really fun part was about a quarter of the people at the party were my clients. Really? And because they had all referred each other to me. Oh, and, my gosh. And so it was just really fun that uh, we actually did one picture of like, oh, hey, everybody with Heckman Financial, let's all get a picture. How fun. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> but it, it just helps it helps you realize that, you know, hey, these people, you know, some of them are retired, some are still working. And just to have them there as, as friends and, and, you know, just really have fun with them and just say, hey, this thing's all working. You know, they're, they're, things are going well and, and they're on track. and. So that's one of those those really fun moments that you get to do in this job. And, and, you know, that's really what we do is, I mean, when we're helping people, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of questions about all this stuff, right? You know, where should I put my money? Should I buy individual stocks? Should I buy mutual funds? Where should my 401ks be? You know, there's so many things to look at. And one of the things is how do you know you're doing good? I mean, how do you know you're, you're on track? And, and you know, it's one of the fun things I get to do every year with, with these clients is have them come in and say, okay, Hey, here's where we're at. Or in the case of one of the couples there at the party that, you know, they retired a couple of years ago and he's like, Oh my gosh, yeah, I got property taxes coming up. We probably need to set a time to figure out what's the best place to get that money out. Cause all the property taxes shot up this year. And so, but that's one of the fun things to do is say, okay, you know, all right, here's where we get that money. We've got that money set aside. We've we already planned for it. You know, you just kind of probably forgot that we already had it there, but it was built in. And, and so, you know, we can keep testing that that plan, make sure you're, we're still on track, make sure everything's going, you know, really where we want to be. So, you know, anytime you're talking about the stuff we talked about today's show is really 
you know, how do you lay that money out? How do you get those assets? How, how do you make sure that they're going to come out in, in a timely manner in terms of what you need, when you need it? You know, what tax ramifications are going to be? Uh, how are you going to be able to pay all your bills in retirement? I mean, that's always a big fear. You know, how are you just going to recreate that paycheck? I mean, that's a crazy one. I had a client talking to me and he took one of these reduction in force offers. And so he hasn't had to get a regular paycheck yet, even though he's been retired. But come May, his you know package for leaving the company ends and he's got to, he, all of a sudden there was an eye opener. He's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have to actually start making sure I get a check somehow. And again, how do you do that? Well, you, you do it with a plan. So that's what we do here with Heckman Financials. We create that blueprint to worry less wealth. This way we can have you worry less about your money and more about having fun and enjoying those parties and, and having having a good time. So, you know, give us a call. There's no cost, no obligation. We'll set up that income plan, a written income plan to make sure you don't run out of money. Or if you are, at least we'll tell you when. And then we'll look at the investment plan, look at the tax ramifications, healthcare, legacy, and that's the five areas of the blueprint to worry less wealth. That's something we want to do for you and your family. So again, no cost, no obligation. All you have to do is pay up the phone and leave us a message. We'll set up a time with you. 800-454-1184. 800-454-1184. Or of course, you can always find us online at wealthcreator.com. It's wealthcreator.com. You can always find podcasts of the show on iTunes or on wealthcreator.com also. Thanks for listening. The views and opinions expressed in the program are not necessarily those of this radio station or its sponsors and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. You should always consult the appropriate advisor before making any financial decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.